Today on First Cup, we're going to talk about today's episode of Martial Arts Radio. I'll tell you about yesterday. We'll talk about today. And I'm going to show you a new knife I found. Stick around. We roll in 15. It is warm in here. Like it's too warm for a hood. Since when? That's, I don't know. I'm all confused. Oh, I got coffee. I got everything I need. Ooh. Three, two, Good morning, everybody, and welcome. Today is Thursday. It's November 4th, 2021. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Uh, hope you're all doing all right today, whatever time of day you're watching this, whether you are like Tommy and Daniel and other people who haven't chimed in yet watching live or whether you're watching video or even audio later on, I appreciate you joining me to get your day started. Or maybe it's later in the day and you're not starting your day, you're continuing your day. Not quite sure. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Dennis. Dennis says it's 29 degrees here in central Connecticut. Burr. Um, hey, Google, what's the temperature outside? In Moortown right now, it's 28 degrees. 28. I win. It's not a contest that you want to win. Good morning, Stacy. Well, I'm going to be really honest. I'm usually pretty honest. I'm really honest. I had a hard time sleeping last night. And I had a hard time sleeping despite all my meditation and everything before I went to bed, which has been working wonders. Because I listened to this meditation recording. Headphones on. Phones over here. Not Bluetooth. No Bluetooth just before bed. And I turn off the phone. I don't leave my phone on. I don't need it chiming in near my head. And so I went over to turn it off. And there was a message from Andrew. That the biggest guest we will have had to date has scheduled to come on the show. And I went. And I didn't sleep well. Because I kept rolling over like, oh. I'm going to talk to this person. Ah, and it was the first thing I thought of when I woke up. It's like, ah, crazy. Tommy says it's 25 here on the mountain. And we get to thank Stacy for this. This was 100% initiated by Stacy. So thank you, Stacy. I owe you the biggest possible hug. And I get to see you soon. So I will give you the biggest possible hug. I told one person yesterday that this was happening. And I can't even wrap my head around it. You know, someone will oh, it's Chuck Norris. It's not Chuck Norris. You, you will never get it, but that's okay. As the show continues to grow, we bring on new people. And some of those people are bigger names. And we leverage those bigger names to get more bigger names. And we just go big names, big names, big names. And I honestly believe at this point, there's nobody too big for us to get. Because who are we talking about? We're talking about people who do martial arts. The majority of big celebrities 
don't seem to get to talk about martial arts very often. The example I always throw around when, when we're talking internally is someone like Forrest Whitaker. Who ever talks to Forrest Whitaker about his training? I am sure that he would be excited to have a conversation that wasn't just about his movies and every other aspect of his life. Non-martial artists don't really, they're like, oh, you you do karate. Yeah. I don't know. I, I forget what he does. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So in movie such and such, let's just talk about martial arts. And this particular person has a number of things that they could talk about. But when I saw in the email, yes, because I got to see an email from them, was, let's just talk about martial arts. Okay. So, you guys, I'm so excited. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, Stacy says, start rapping and enjoy the time. Be present. Tommy's trying to guess. He's like, Don Wilson? Keanu? We're trying to get Don Wilson. This is not Don Wilson. This first person is, in my mind, bigger than Don Wilson. I would not say this person is bigger than Keanu Reeves. But I'm pumped. So now it is Thursday, and Thursday means there's an episode of Martial Arts Radio. So let's see if it's up. I saw, I got to see the video. Now, one of the things that's happening as we're transitioning to video is that we're trying to figure some of these things out. We're trying to figure out set, you know, meaning the background. We're trying to figure out lighting, which uh, actually you can see the light over my left shoulder there. That was from what Andrew and I recording on Tuesday. And what you'll see in today's video is that the video quality is not awesome. And that's all on me because I discovered that this program we use here, StreamYard, um, was defaulting everything to 480 pixels, 480s, you know, DVD resolution. The camera and the software can do 720. So we modified that for Tuesday's batch, but there are still some coming out that are at 480. Um, constant iteration, moving forward, upward, progress, etc. You guys get it i know you get it i'm a, this is the wrong account that's my personal account uh change account whistle kick there's so many accounts I, I don't need to see someone roasting like a quarter of a cow i don't know why that's suggested to me definitely not for me okay oh <laughs> Why am I laughing? Because I'm expecting some flack. And I'm on the fence about whether I'm going to try and instigate some flack on this one. Today's episode is titled, Is MMA Ruining Traditional Martial Arts? Jared said he was listening to it already this morning. Stacy says, get pumped for Thursday and all the things that got you to today. I like that. I, I don't want to see an ad for buying crypto. So 
you know, episode six, six, 655 is MMA ruining traditional martial arts. Yeah, Julius did a good job on the description on this one. I think it was a fair and balanced conversation, despite maybe the inflammatory title. And I think it's only an inflammatory title if you come into it from the perspective of what you think other people may react to. It's a valid question. I think we need to ask this question. Is MMA ruining what most of us do? And there are different ways that it could ruin it. There are a lot of people out there who are very uh, sold on the idea of not corrupting technique, of keeping a martial arts style and lineage pure, I guess is the word that they might use. The whole concept of MMA is counter to that. So there's, there's something there. And of course, there are plenty of other angles that you could take it. So I hope you whip. I hope you listen. I hope you watch or listen. Uh, fun fact: I struggled with my L's until I was in high school. I remember the moment I realized I struggled with my L's. No one told me. I had to go down to the office. I haven't thought about this in a very long time. I had to go down to the office for something and, and give my name in school. And who are you, Jeremy? Les Jeremy Wesniak. Wesniak? L Lesniak. Oh. And I walked away going, why did she think? And so I just kind of like let my my L sounds just happen automatically. Holy crap. I blur my L's into W's. And I went home and I asked my mother, why, why do I do this? She said, well, it's probably my fault. When you were little, you had trouble with your L's and you would say, mommy, I love you. And I didn't correct you. It took a long time. It took years to fix that. But you can fix anything. Tommy says the MMA, MMA guys would say no. Well, the MMA guys don't care about traditional martial arts, do they? Jared said, is MMA ruining what we do? No, we're still doing it. Well, I think I present some valid points of concern as anything. I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm presenting things that I think are worth considering, worth thinking about. And I hope you all check it out. And if you have feedback, and I hope you have feedback because I like feedback, I hope you let us know. You can post in the Facebook group and Andrew will drop that episode in there later. You can comment on the website. Honestly, I don't think we've had a, more than one or two comments on the website since we changed the website. Um, or if you have a private comment or you want to, you know, yell at me with a lot of expletives, which I don't imagine people in this group would do that, but you know, jeremywilsonkick.com. So I promised you a new knife. So I was going through my father's things. I'm going to attempt to not drop this on my foot because I'll lose it. This thing has to weigh 6 to 8 pounds. 
This is the largest cleaver I've ever seen. I am sure it's butchered a number of animals. So that's kind of gross. It is solid steel. And I'm going to clean it up. And I have no idea what I'm going to do with it, but I'm going to clean it up because it's a pretty cool knife and it warrants that. Um, there's actually a surprising edge for it being a cleaver. And it's got that big hole to hang it. Oh, almost broke my finger. Finding knives all over the place. I've found a few more. They're just, they're, they're little ones. They're not worth, worth showing at this point. But if I find more, I'll show you. Because you know I like knives. Tommy says, most people wouldn't know it, but I have a speech impediment. I slip when talking fast or drinking. Oh, interesting. I have never noticed that with you. <laughs> I think we need to give Daniel the uh, the official title of, of uh, show comedian. So I've been away from the PC since the start of the show. I come back and Jeremy's waving a cleaver around. What the heck did I miss? <laughs> uh, just showing you a new knife. That's all. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure this is this is very illegal in the UK, isn't it? <laughs> I enjoy picking on Daniel for being being uh, international. Mm. Coffee. Uh, what else did I do yesterday? Plowed through a bunch of work. Had a had a nice meeting with a client. One of the things that makes me really happy is helping clients see progress, whether it's a martial arts school or a not a martial arts school and the, the client I, I sat with yesterday was not a martial arts school and this is someone who started a business by themselves grew at one point there were like five people on the team and she realized like i need to make a massive change in the business model and everything else and so we're trying to work through all that there's there are a lot of moving parts here and on top of that she's really really busy with this business so what pieces do you do you handle? You know, what, where do you start? And that's been a lot of what I've been doing with her is helping her prioritize and, and taking some of the smaller things off her plate. Okay, here, let's do this. And uh, coming at it from the perspective of sales and marketing and, and systems and making money and all the things that you need to do. Something good. Now we got a little bit of stuff. <laughs> Uh, apparently that knife is not illegal if it's in a kitchen. Good to know. Uh, so it, it's it's funny that for yesterday, Josh Blum asked about long times to get guests. And if I remember correctly, um, Stacy reached out to this person who was becoming a guest more than a year ago. So that was, took a year. Took a year just to get contact. It takes a while. Now, I mentioned that I think it had been like five years for us to book Cynthia Rothrock. And so Josh responded, and I, and I wanted to read that to all of you because I think it was part of it because I, I think it's relevant to tag on to yesterday's conversation. Five years for Cynthia Rothrock. Wow, good for you guys. Well, you never know. I think it's often a timing thing. Completely agree. Sometimes the cards don't line up, even if the desire is there. There have been some elusive folks that I've been working on for a few years. It takes time to build a semblance of a relationship and get folks comfortable in some cases. I also think sometimes folks get nervous or embarrassed if they forget, flake, or ghost 
and then feel weird about reaching out after to correct the situation. Absolutely. There, there's an important piece here in that I think the majority of people, when they screw up and they know they screw up, they're not going to own up to the error. They just fade away. They remove themselves from the situation so they can't be reminded of the error. And I've seen this happen in, um, I've had a number of friends who have gotten divorced and that's ultimately what it was. One of the individuals in the couple made a really big error, whatever it might have been, and then they filed for divorce because they don't want to, they, they, they don't, they don't want to have to own up to what they've done. I see it professionally. I see it with people that used to be my friends. You know, it's, it's sad. I think a lot of people don't have the integrity to admit when they've made a mistake. We all make mistakes every single day. It's time to normalize. Hey, mistakes are part of life. You learn from them. How does a baby learn how to walk by falling down a whole bunch? How do we learn to get better as martial artists by screwing up and getting hit in the face constantly, right? If you embrace the mistakes, there's a lot of good stuff on the other side. So they're still talking about the knife in the chat. Uh, Dennis says, Daniel, the meat cleaver is for a new division of sport fighting in MMA. And Tommy says, I would watch that. <laughs> Daniel says, I'm glad to hear they're toning down the violence in MMA. <laughs> totally. All right. Um, so in, in the Facebook group, and, and I'll post the link because just to make it easy for everybody, I don't think anybody got the reference. Today is Thursday. I posted uh, an image of something that I find funny. And it's a really niche reference, and I doubt any of you are going to get it. And so far, nobody got it. And that I don't know if that makes me happy or sad, but, you know, it is what it is. But Frank left us some stuff to talk about. Shout out and thank you to Frank, as always. So today, November 4th, 2021, Ralph Macchio turns 60. The Karate Kid is 60 today. I don't... I don't know how to move forward after saying that. The Karate Kid turns 60 today. <sighs> I don't even know how to react, you guys. So it looks like we've got, yep, these are quotes from Ralph Macchio. I think one of the reasons that the Karate Kid film has stood the test of time, aside from get him a body bag, sweep the leg, catching flies with chopsticks, all that stuff that's become pop culture, is that it worked on a human level. Now we've talked about this, I've talked about this, the very fact that the Karate Kid is one of those rare instances of a film where it is so much more than the sum of its parts. I, I, I've said point blank, the writing, the acting, the dialogue, the fight scenes, like none of them are, are, are exceptional. None of them I would even call very good. But it's a really great movie. And I think it's because it's relatable. 
somehow in the awkwardness of a lot of the things that happen, we see ourselves. We see Daniel LaRusso being awkward on screen and we've all been there. We see the relationship build between Mr. Miyagi and Daniel and most of us have had some mentor, whether in martial arts or not, that we related to in that way. And then of course, we've all had bullies. We've had people that we've been romantically interested in, et cetera. It's, it's a martial arts movie, but it's also a movie about the human experience. And we've all experienced humanity, at least for a little while. <laughs> Tommy says, Elizabeth Shue with a smiley face. Oh, I, I, I think, I think we know Tommy's favorite part of that movie. Oh, Jared, you're ruining things. Ralph Macchio is older now than Pat Morita was during the movie. Jared. 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 It's, it's true. It's true, and I don't like it, but it's true. Jared says, here's a thought. The only thing real in a movie is the audience's response. It is far too early for that. But I think you're right. It's art. And the entire purpose of art is to give the person consuming, engaging with that art, something. So, you know, when I think about something like that, I remember, you remember the, the musician Seal, Kiss from a Rose? Uh, Seal was big on, I hope I'm not getting this, getting the, the artist wrong, but let's assume I'm right. Seal did not put his lyrics in the CD booklet. And this was back in the nineties when every musician put their lyrics in the CD booklet. Cause what would you do as a teenager? You would, you would drive around, you'd be in the car, probably in the backseat, you know, if you weren't driving and you'd have your, your portable CD player, your disc man. Some of you did this, I don't know. And you would flip through the booklet and you would read the lyrics while the song played. He didn't put the lyrics out there because he said, look, I know the lyrics I'm singing, but if somebody else hears something different, why, what, what is, what's the purpose of me telling them that, I'm, that they're wrong? Whatever you take from my music is great, do that. And I've always appreciated that sentiment from an artistic perspective. If somebody watches a movie and they get something different than the person, than the, the team who created the movie intended, it's not wrong. If you read a book and it, your takeaways are different than what the author meant, it doesn't matter, it's art. And what you take from art is your own thing. Uh, Stacy says, leave it to Cleaver. And Dennis chimes in with Stacy gets quote of the day. Jenny, Jenny says, yep, that what? yes, that was Seal. I was impressed with his view on the lyrics. <laughs> oh, you guys like this knife thing. All right. Daniel says, all I ever got from Seal was the urge to turn off the radio. Hmm. Hmm. Strong words. I, I wonder what your views on Ed Sheeran are then. 
That was all from one quote. Let's go to the next one. What's the most exciting thing about the Cobra? Let me start. What's most exciting about the Cobra Kai series is that it pays homage to the legacy. Yes. It has the nostalgia sprinkled throughout, the callbacks to all the stuff the fans would want to see. It has a completely fresh, relevant angle into the next generation. And this was how I felt watching season one. And, and I'm going to be honest, season one was all but perfect. Season two was pretty darn close. Season three was, was not the same. Some of the... There's a, a, a magic in unexpected content that you can't always, usually cannot replicate as you continue that content. When I watched season one, I felt like it was made for me personally. And I know I was not the only one. It, it had the right balance of all, all the emotional stuff, action, character development, Ed Asner in the beginning. I mean, come on. It was, it was amazing. Season three was still very good. And it's only in comparing to season one and two that I think you could call season three, quote unquote, bad or less than. Because if season three was the beginning, I would say it was great. Because it is. It's just less great. We'll see what season four brings. Dennis says, I'm, goodness, I'm five years older than Pat Morita was in the first Karate Kid movie. So we, apparently we've blown everyone's mind with the ages in this movie. Ian says, throw away the radio if it's Ed Sheeran. I like some of his music. Depends on who he's working with. Daniel says, I think it was the Batman thing. The song was everywhere. I don't remember that song, and that's okay. Tommy says, I know the woman, the artist, who is doing the huge wall mural in Burlington, for, for those of you not in our area. Burlington is the largest city in, in Vermont. Uh, it's the place where things like that would happen. Uh, as a gift to the city, everyone who sees it gets a different perspective, and she loves that. That's cool. All right, last one. Last quote here for the day. To me, in life, if you have a sense of humor about it, that's how you deal with anything. Ralph Macchio, courtesy of Frank. Well, I agree. I try to find humor in things. If I can't find what I want, I'll fall back on humor. Life is ridiculous. People are crazy. And there's a lot to laugh at. And there are different ways to laugh. When I laugh at people, I'm generally laughing at circumstances, not who they are. Sometimes I'll laugh at their life choices because I think they're silly, but I try not to do that in a way that anybody knows. I don't like that part of myself because we're all doing the best we can. Do the best you can with what you have, where you're at, right? But humor is probably the best of the defense mechanisms of the coping techniques. Humor's a good thing. We've had plenty of humor on, on this episode here, you know, this thing. <laughs> who knew? Who knew that this massive cleaver would bring so much joy to so many of you for a period of time? I need more coffee. Well, I didn't even tell you about my day. So real or uh, what's going on today. 
I got a couple things I got to knock out real quick. Projects for clients this morning. We got free training day stuff to prep. Um, everyone's wearing name tags this year. I ordered name tags. I went to buy name tags at Staples. $85. That was the cheapest we could do. Those of you watching live, I want you to guess how much I was able to buy a bunch of name tags, like a bunch of name tags for on Amazon. Take a guess. Wasn't eighty five dollars. Went to the gym last night. Went to Costco. They were out of the totes that I wanted. I'm gonna go back to Costco. They about like five hundred of them coming in today because I need a bunch. Um, and so rest of the day, yeah, bunch of work, acupuncture, more work, go to the gym. Hang out. Daniel says, please tell me someone is going to fill in their, hi, my name is, name tag with Slim Shady. Uh, maybe. And then I will give them another name tag. Because there are times when sarcasm and humor don't go in the right direction. Why are we doing name tags? Because I want people to know each other's names. There's a, there's an interesting thing that happens when people are able to jump that barrier. If I can talk to you, if I've never met you before, I know your name and I can use your name in conversation. Builds a bond much faster. <laughs> Sarcasm is always appropriate. Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. I may not have thought this through. <laughs> Um, but the short of it was it, I, Staples wanted something like it was, I think it was $85 for 500 name tags. I got 400 on Amazon for $6.99. Yep. Kind of crazy. Alrighty. I'm going to go post in the group. Don't forget to leave me some stuff to talk about for tomorrow. Questions, quotes jokes because it's friday people i hope you have a great day i hope whatever you do today you don't think man i wish i'd had that cleaver right now because i can't imagine a positive situation where you would say that cool yeah have a good one everybody i'll see you back here tomorrow bright and early and remember if you want to support us Patreon.com slash whistlekick or use the code FIRSTCUP15. I've got an idea for another thing that we might start dropping in Patreon as an exclusive. So stay tuned. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.